0: ready to be petty. Today is kind of a weird podcast for the RTBB community. Nick and I decided to indulge in some beverages before and during recording this podcast. I wanted Nick to come on in April and I was telling him before recording just like how it's been a little bit doom and gloom over at RTBP talking about some serious issues, which I'm always excited and grateful to do. I'm glad that you're all still listening, (laughs) but I just wanted to talk about some light stuff, maybe take a little bit of a break from kind of what's going on in the world right now. And not think about things. So basically, it is a little bit of a hot mess of an episode in terms of we jump from topic to topic. And basically, it's just me like wheezing, slash, like I just sound like a fucking seal. <laughs> so don't listen with headphones. There are like a little bit of audio issues just because I wasn't really paying attention uh, while we were recording. My apologies. And the main thing that we talk about is The Circle, the U.S. version, and there are some spoilers for season one and then season two, episodes one through four. So just want to give you a heads up, if you do want to watch Unspoiled, come back and revisit this episode. And honestly, if you're a new listener, if this is your first episode of RTBP, hi, I'm so happy you're here um, don't listen to this episode. (laughs) Listen to some other ones first and then like come back when you love me (laughs) because, um, I don't know if you'll make it through. (laughs) Now that I've primed all of you to really (laughs) want to listen to this episode, we should probably get into it. One thing I'll share before we really get into it is that we talked for about two hours. This is the first hour. I think I'll release the second hour as like maybe a bonus or a part two. (laughs) Anyways, let's get to the show. I'm back with a very special guest, Nick.
1: I have made my (laughs) return. And this time I've made it without needing a tie-in to Taylor Swift.
0: (laughs) I know. You've really <laughs> branched out. Look at you. I
1: have other interests, people.
0: You do. The first thing we met about was not even our like love of Taylor Swift. It was our love of Survivor. Yes.
1: <laughs> and here we are today to discuss more reality TV and non-reality TV.
0: We love it. And okay, I just want to start off. You've probably noticed already the vibes are a little chaotic. Nick was just like, I'm really, like, I had a long work day. I just need, like, a bevy just to, like, <laughs> you know, wet the whistle just to calm the nerves, to energize me for the podcast. And I was like, okay, I'll indulge two. Oh, um and <laughs> Just one, just to, you know, get in the mood and... Honestly, we're only on our second <laughs> drink, so it's okay. <laughs> it's not like
1: it's a Monday night or anything.
0: <laughs> no, no. And I don't think actually, I've had like maybe like half a glass of wine while recording before, but I don't think I've like actively like drank on the podcast. Oh, well,
1: cheers to us then. Eventually we'll get uh, Nick and Tori after hours podcast and it will be completely unlistenable.
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes and I think that that one should be like on video I think it just it doesn't translate an audio only podcast for like how much fun we're truly having a Facebook
1: live if you will
0: (laughs) oh my gosh yeah for sure okay the other day I was just like I should go live on TikTok
1: (laughs) and then somebody stepped in and gave Tori the Very clear picture of that being a terrible Idea
0: (laughs) Yeah the app itself when it was Like you need a thousand followers To go live and I was like That's such a buzzkill 11 followers (laughs) (laughs) Yeah like i was like okay well um we'll try that again at some other time okay nick last time you were on was december 2020 we talked about disneyland food we did folklore the
1: long pond sessions
0: the long pond sessions there's already been two other albums
1: since we talked (laughs) who's to keep up at this point
0: (laughs) And, Honestly you know, it's only been, been four months. Like, there
1: has not been an ever more log pond sessions.
0: I know we're waiting. <laughs> My Disney
1: Plus streaming service is going to waste.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly which we're going to talk about later and then we also talked about Demi's like turkey scandal. <laughs>
1: That's how we got onto Disneyland the turkey leg. That's right because Demi Lovato <laughs> was like don't eat turkey and then two hours later she was like turkey in the oven
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes and like she has been in the media like all of this week and i don't want to go into it it's like it's it's just too much but of course like today she blew up for this like frozen yogurt <laughs> incident and I was like could this not have happened yesterday when I released an episode about her documentary but it's just like that will go unnoticed by everyone <laughs> like,
1: it's a blip in the thanks, life Demi. Of Demi <laughs> <Okay. yogurt. laughs>
0: honestly it's been a lot on Twitter let me tell you that what's new with you what's new since we last chatted in December
1: so I guess what's kind of crazy is this is probably the longest I've went without. Like being on the podcast, right? Four months. How fucking long? <laughs> oh, sorry, Tori's mom. <laughs> That's the drink. It's okay. Anyway, let me compose myself. <laughs> yeah, so it's been four months um, since the last time we spoke. I have moved for a very short period of time into the town right next door where I used to live. And I have joined a curling league.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: which is. Very exciting, which we can get into a little bit later. And probably the most exciting news yet, you know, sad news for the Canadians is I am officially doubly you're vaccinated doubly vaccinated. last week. Uh, yes, I'm one of the lucky ones. The teachers here in America really turned up for us. I didn't even have to put in the work to schedule my own vaccine time. They just said, you're a teacher, you come on this day, and then you come on that day, and you're good. And I said, okay, bet. I showed up that day, and then I showed up that day, and I was
0: good. Uh, like... Here's the situ. I try to be happy for people, but I am not happy. I'm so fucking bitter. Like, it literally seems, and I know that this is just, like, the grossest thing I'm ever going to say on this podcast, but it feels like everyone's vaccinated but me. And I know that, like, literally, like, half my listeners are Canadians and they're not vaccinated, but it's, like, it's just fucking dire straits over here.
1: It's almost like the plot line to like an episode of like some crappy teen drama. Right? It's like everybody else in the school is getting like vaccinated and you're like not eligible for whatever reason and you're just like, Oh, why do they get it but not me? I do
0: feel like a needy <laughs> teenager that's like all in my head. It's
1: valid. It's valid.
0: It really shows you, though, like, to not get cocky about literally anything in life. Because Canada, (laughs) let me tell you, for one fucking year, Canada, like, I thought we were the hottest shit. Having, like, fucking no (laughs) cases. Just fucking thriving up here. And the U.S. was, like, burning down. And I was just on my high fucking horse. Oh, how the tables have turned.
1: (laughs) The Jonas Brothers gift now the same yeah, tables that... <laughs> but no literally like a, a year ago it was like america was like <sighs> medieval times and we were like and like a, a gong show in canada looked like a regimented like you know toy factory from santaville and we were jealous, and now here we are a year later and the people who probably don't deserve <laughs> anything that they're getting are reaping the benefits. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like it doesn't it kind of feel like that maybe, but like I'm just honestly like I truly am just happy for anyone that's getting vaccinated and then can like maybe move on with their life. But it was really sad when there was like an article of a travel advisory for Americans to like not come to Canada when literally for the last 13 months it's been the opposite. But I digress.
1: (laughs) This podcast was born out of wanting to be positive (laughs) (laughs) and not positive for COVID.
0: (laughs) Oh my god Uh, yeah.
1: (laughs) But yes honestly the best news in Nick's life over the last you know a month and a half has been that he has joined uh, a curling league which is Canada's secondary sport after lacrosse
0: tertiary maybe like hockey lacrosse and then maybe curling oh hockey that's right yeah hockey (laughs) what What was that hockey is literally like the identity of like most Canadians yeah but hockey's
1: on ice curling's on ice
0: I guess so I guess I guess so so what's your curling team's name
1: we are the dustpans Oh that's cute. You want to know why we're the dust pans? Because we're dust which in slang is bad. Yeah. (laughs) Because in curling you sweep a lot which we're also pretty bad at. So the dust pans and honestly to connect back to you just like a moment ago talk about like riding your high horse in Canada. So my team had three weeks ago my team went up against a legitimate like curling world champion well I don't know if he was like a a world champion but he went to the 2017 world curling championships in Edmonton and had like a blazer for it like he had like a jumpsuit and we are crushed like 21 to 1 now if that sounds bad the score sheet only goes up to 15 so it's worse than what you think (laughs) so then that was that week and then two weeks ago we got our first win and we weren't supposed to beat this team and we won and we were like really feeling it like you know celebrating that night right getting after it this week we showed up and we're playing... So then we went from 8th place to 7th place. And this week we played the 8th place team. So we were, like, feeling ourselves, like, we're ready to go. And then we lost.
0: Oh, no. By a lot?
1: <laughs> um. So we saved face, like, only by, like, a few. But mind you, what I've learned about myself a lot over the past... Honestly, I, I can say past year, but, like, really the past, like, month and a half is that I'm a really terrible team player. um, <laughs> And I'm... Often mad that I can't do everything despite not being even close to like the best on our team. <laughs> yes. Like literally, like probably like fourth or fifth out of six.
0: I hope they're all listening right now and wondering who's in what position <laughs> that you just ranked yourself.
1: I, so I know for a fact, well, actually I don't know for a fact, one of them probably will be because he keeps making jokes about me being on the podcast to the point where I was like, Okay, Ben, I'm going on the podcast this week.
0: Huge <laughs> Shout out Ben. Go dustpans. <laughs> 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 don't don't do a sweat take neck.
1: Yes, <laughs> like... <laughs> go dust pants. We have our last match this week and the team that we're playing right now wears curling pants. And this is a rec league Tori. Like they are showing up in like orange Argyle pants. First of all, <laughs> orange. You look like the damn Netherlands. Second, tryhards I thought, you know, when we showed up, they were wearing pants and I was like they're wearing this like in like a campy way like they're trying to be like you know we're here to have a good time but no they're hardos like, they are hardos <laughs> and they're not even like that good like to be hardos like i know we're bad they're like middle of the standings
0: what's a hardo like a hardcore
1: the queen of slang asked <laughs> me what a slang word is a honestly is some- a hardo is somebody who like tries in gym class or like oh okay a hardo is somebody who is like sweating profusely after like a 15 minute frisbee session like okay, okay. A hard-o is somebody who is like uh, maybe you should like sit on the bench and watch and it's like recess
0: right 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 okay so i'm right there with you is. right
1: um so we play them this week and honestly we just want to beat them because we don't like them because they're hardos and i think that they're probably gonna like bash our heads in with like the <laughs> curling stone <laughs>
0: oh my god that's ugly yeah i couldn't well honestly i would want like matching outfits but not like orange argyle pants
1: yeah no i want to look like you know i want to look like fun when we show up and we we didn't prepare for that at all so like if we do it again next season like we're gonna be like looking fly cute Um, but the orange argyle pants are a a no-go especially when you're like making rude quips to the team it sucks
0: (laughs) oh my god do you like chirp them on your like side of the lane or whatever
1: (laughs) oh but like so somebody on our team accidentally moved their rock last week um, as like an honest accident and mind you like nobody on our team has played before like march 13th right we just like touched it because we thought it was like our stone was getting in the way and the girl on my team touched it and he like stared at her and he's like, Why are you doing that? Where was it? How dare you do that? And she was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she tried to apologize like two or three times to this man. Yeah. And he literally did not accept the apology. <laughs> oh
0: my God. What a um, hardo. So,
1: yeah, exactly. A hardo. So it would be really nice to beat them this week. But honestly, like, just let's be petty and make their life miserable for the two hours they have to meet us.
0: <laughs> that sounds like more fun, to be honest. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Probably a more realistic goal, too.
0: Yes. Yes. (laughs) I know, because I feel like I follow the epic highs and lows of your curling team. And, like...
1: That's the 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 behind-the-scenes content of the last... Six saturday nights of my life
0: yeah because i was gonna say you're kind of like uh missing like the most important plot point which is where you and your friends get absolutely blasted after the games like yes, win or win lose, or lose. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah so like our group chat is like popping because it's just nick sending It'll be like
1: 3 a.m est
0: yeah and, and I'm Tori like, will I'm do, awake like, a
1: check on me, like every Sunday morning. Like how are you <laughs>
0: feeling? <laughs> it's so true. like clockwork. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Well, just want to check in as a person that gets like yes. anxiety
1: <laughs> anyway, onto onto why the people showed up. I mean, I know they showed up for me, but like we try to act like they showed up for something else. <laughs> Meanwhile the nick pods get like 80 beat listeners. <laughs> you laugh because it's true.
0: No, that's not the case. No, 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 no. Everyone loves when you join the pod. Okay, before we get into like the reason why we're here, can you just tell me a little bit about your like Taylor Swift? Like Evermore came out. And fearless Taylor's version. So, can you just like tell me a little bit about like how that's Um, going for you?
1: Really enjoyed Evermore, and I think that it's gotten like better for me over time. But I'm not gonna lie; like when it first came out, there was major like Taylor Swift anxiety of like, are these just like the leftover tracks that didn't make folklore? Um, and I was like, I don't really know like how to feel about this. And on my first listen through, I just remember being like, there's songs that I like here and then there's songs that I'm like, mm. some of those songs being like Champagne's Problems and Gold Rush. But then like over the last few months, not so much with Champagne Problems, Champagne Problems, but like Gold Rush has really been one that's like come on strong for me. And that's really hard for me to admit as like a hard, hardo Jack Antonoff dislike member. I'm in team, get Jack Antonoff off of people's albums. <laughs> Um, and he, that's, like, the one song he produced for that album, and it's, like, one of the better ones. But I do think there's, like, something yeah. pretty special about, like, tracks four, five, and six. And honestly, like, I'm a huge fan of, like, when Country Taylor Swift, like, rolls herself back out. It's so like, No Body, No Crime really did that for me. And I, I do think it's, like, a more yes, yes. cohesive work than folklore is in some ways. Like, I'm just not a fan of Seven or Epiphany. This is log documented So that's not on um, Evermore. Definitely not a letdown. I've enjoyed it a lot, probably equal to that of folklore. So no qualms there. But Taylor Swift is just exhausting. (laughs)
0: Exhausting.
1: (laughs) I don't know how the Swifties do it because, like, if she puts something out, like I will listen to it. Like I really, like will listen to it, and I won't be like complaining about it. But it's like if I had to play these games with like your Easter eggs or being like, what's she gonna post next, or like because I remember seeing that like tis the damn season post before she even announced evermore and being like that's like a very odd phrasing but like I didn't think anything of it because clearly I'm like some clown like roaming about <laughs> thinking that like Taylor Swift is just like living her high life and then the Taylor version great I mean it's not all that different from what I expected it to be the like extra tracks are fun again love the new like content there my real bitter bone to pick that I mentioned earlier is like Taylor you called it folklore the long pond sessions very clearly plural like where is the second one like where is it did it get we're lost we're waiting if it's somewhere in the deluxe version of Taylor's version like is that like song 29 because <laughs> there's 28 there right
0: <laughs> honestly yeah I I would love that I didn't think I would care for the long pond sessions but I actually like straight up love them and I I haven't enjoyed evermore as much of as I have folklore but I think I will I think it's like with Taylor's music there's a time and a place like I respect and generally like every song she's ever put out there but I feel like when there's a time for you to enjoy it like it'll come to you and like I've messaged you a lot over the past couple months being like going on walks by myself Mm -hmm. listening to folklore like and i just have a whole new appreciation for it and i think that will come with evermore just it has to be like the right time
1: yeah and i like one million like trillion percent agree like there is some stuff that she's put out that like i recognize is good but it's like i to be in the mindset to want to listen to it and folklore is one of the easier ones that like i don't often like i feel like it applies to a lot so i can go through and listen to it i don't know the last time i've listened to it like front to back But, like, every once in a while, I'll seek out, like, one of those songs that isn't called Epiphany and kind of just vibe.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I I totally get that. And then Fearless, Taylor's version, is also so good. I think that it came again at the perfect time because Fearless just, for me, it was kind of like me aging out of young adult novels is like I was kind of aging out of Fearless just because it's like this is clearly, yeah, like a 15-year-old or whatever writing and singing these songs. But just this new twist on it where she's like 32 or whatever and singing it is like and her voice has just gotten so much better. It's just it's so good.
1: That's one of those albums I can't say I went back and listened to that much prior to her like putting it out. I thought nobody else thought this way. Um I thought it was an odd choice for her to choose that as like her first one to put out. I was like kind of seems like weird to step like like I like if she had done like her first one, I would have got it. If she had done like a more poppy one, like red, I would have got it. it to her to put fearless out first. I was like, seems like an odd choice, but it actually worked like really well because like a little bit of country Taylor I wanted from nobody, no crime like came back like in full force. And those songs are good. Like, I appreciate those songs. So, a lot of rumors out right now for doing 1989 next, which hopefully will be good because. I'm not actually, like, a huge 1989 <gasps> fan. I think some of her best work ever is on that, like, style and like yes. space, like, I can jam to for days. Actually, even on my way to work this morning, I was listening to the radio because I was just, like, being lazy and didn't want to, like, plug my phone into the Aux Been course. Been there. <laughs> and literally, as I'm pulling into the work parking lot, like, Shake It Off came on. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I got, like, one Taylor Swift song that came on this morning because I wasn't even on Aux controlling. So there's only one today.
0: Actually, 1989 is like, my favorite with reputation. So I'm, like, thrilled for this to come out. I think it's going to be so good. And it is, like, I think very obvious at this point that, it is going to be the next one just with all of like the clues that we got she even tweeted i think yesterday like i'm in the studio and stuff i think why she chose fearless or like a few theories like a it was like the 13th anniversary of it and 13 is a big number
1: of course of course there's some reasoning i was just like that was her first grammy one so that made sense yeah to me. and
0: also people have talked a little bit about like it also being maybe like the one that brings in the most money from like streaming services and Lovely. stuff um because that's what she's like essentially trying to do is like cut off doing here, the yeah. revenue to like scooter Braun and shamrock holdings or whatever the fuck that company's <laughs> company is called and
1: I, i'm definitely like going out of my way to like listen to the like those same versions. like i won't like click on the like other versions because i feel like that would just be like a disservice to the, all the like time she's putting in,
0: literally to doing this and but like yes like she is doing us a service but like it also hit number one i think this week on billboard it's like it's still like
1: yeah let me know it's it's smart <laughs> really like kind of last thoughts on taylor swift the one thing i want out of these re-records is that 10 minute version of all two, uh-huh. well. I know. Like, really. Like, that's kind of what I want because I don't think... I think the idea is all of them are going to sound very similar to what they did the first yeah. time. And the older song version of that will be really cool because her voice will change so much. I can't imagine Reputation or 1989 sounding all that different like they weren't that long right so i'm really looking forward to like bonus tracks and then see if we can get that 10 minute version of all too well because she did give us a like acoustic version of forever and always on this one so i think she's gonna play it around that like concept so i'm hoping we get that and honestly like she can't put reputation out for another like a year and a half or something but when that one comes out best be know i will be bumping it because like those first like six songs like really do it for me when i'm in that headspace (laughs)
0: That's a good that's another good point is there are some albums um that hadn't reached like the five year mark or whatever for her to be able to re-record them. So she did have like a limited number that she was able to record.
1: Justice for Speak Now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly though. I listen to Speak Now like a lot. Okay, I have another question for you and then we'll move on. Um, do you think that there is another album in the trilogy? I just call it the trilogy of folklore, Evermore and Blank?
1: I think that there has to be and we've kind of talked. I don't actually think we've talked about it, but there was that podcast series on The Ringer that discussed like all of Taylor Swift's mm-hmm. albums. And I'm thinking, like, the businesswoman that Taylor Swift is. I want to tour again in summer of 2022. Yeah, that's what I want to do. That's where my money's going to be. I haven't been able to tour in nearly, oh my god, so many more years than I can probably even imagine right yes. now. Yes, so I need to tour to like get a lot of money back. How am I going to tour Lover? folklore and evermore like those are not like cohesive they're not necessarily like stadium tours so to me i feel like that the last one of the trilogy and if i look at taylor swift's like former body of work she typically did like she did like three very country albums then she had that red which was like a bridge country pop Mm -hmm. album and then she had three huge pop albums between 1989 reputation and lover And then now she has kind of, like, whatever we're calling this. I know some people say indie, but, like, we don't want to necessarily use that word if it's wrong. Yeah. So it seems like there should be one that's kind of, like, her coming out of the forest, so to speak. And that might be one that has some of those, like, stadium songs where she can, like, sprinkle in, like, the Cruel Summers from Lover Mm -hmm. or those types of jams. And some of, like, the more upbeat songs from both Evermore and Folklore. Like, but she's not going to go out there and perform, like, Mad Woman, probably from folklore like she's not gonna go out there and perform hopes yeah. unless like we're all crying in the closet eating our cheeses honestly
0: <laughs> could you imagine like I would have to bring my own box to the stadium <laughs> like
1: <laughs> so I think she's gonna do something where she can kind of like plug and play the big songs that she definitely wants to be able to do at the concert and make it something that's cohesive but I think there has to be one more before she moves on to whatever she's doing next
0: and do you think that she releases that third one closer to the date that she would be able to tour? So part of me is,
1: like, she calls folklore her, what, like, spring, summer? Is that what she was, is um, that what the, she's trying to, nonsense, she's no, trying to pull on us? No, folklore
0: was, wasn't it fall, and then Evermore was winter? winter?
1: I think she's definitely going for winter and Evermore, whether we agree with that or not. I know.
0: Not. <laughs> no, okay, oh my god, you're so right. Okay, okay. <laughs> folklore was summer was spring summer i think wasn't it and then evermore was fall winter i don't know because i like disagree with that so who am i to say
1: i I think that we do need like the third one in that trilogy that we're making up in our heads right now For people who've already pressed the fifteen-second, let me go to the next. Section oh of yeah, podcast.
0: it's coming. Don't um, worry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the next one has to be like a springish or late winter type of album because we've gone from like gray to like se- seppy- sepia. Sepia. Yeah. Sepia. Yeah. 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 Like the next one has to be like some type of like a warmer color, right? Has she ever done a green vibe?
0: Um, I feel like
1: green is coming bookmark it
0: okay okay no i don't think she has okay i do want to say though sepia made a huge comeback and i never thought it would
1: good for sepia remember back in the day when instagram filters were named i haven't posted on instagram (laughs) in nearly three years at this point so i might be wrong that's a petty story for another time (laughs) but remember back in the day when they had like filter names and it was like hudson Manhattan, <laughs> but like the only way you could see it, but was by like scrolling, and it being like a block around. Yes, it.
0: okay. Valencia was my Valencia. fucking shit. <laughs> shit. Oh my god, I would put fucking every single thing in Valencia.
1: My new Valencia, <laughs> the ones that look like socks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I wish I could remember what some of the other filters oh I just I went to pull up Instagram and I just hit the Boston Tea Train app and I just bought a ticket
0: <laughs> What, <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> Anywho oh I haven't been on this Instagram app in so long. How do I post a picture on this thing? Oh now? my
0: god, okay, there was like Apollo.
1: Let me not accidentally post this. Okay, so there's like Clarodon, Gingham, Moon, yeah. Lark Oh Lark! <laughs> Back in my day lark was the one because that was the one that was like overexposed and it would really like kind of like pop off and i thought it made sunsets look cool ludwig that sounds like harry potter yes
0: yes ludwig like beethoven oh
1: mayfair i remember that one x pro 2
0: how do you have all of these
1: there's a willow filter Mm. taylor swift inspired (laughs)
0: okay I also have not posted since December 2019 and I feel like it's cursed and I'm actually so scared to repost on Instagram because you know when like you get a notification and it's like this person hasn't posted in a while and they just posted like I just feel like it's a lot of pressure
1: that's kind of why not that that's why I haven't posted in a while but I used to be like really good at the comment game or like my like photo captioning yeah. on Instagram and I feel like you know like as the days have went on or the years have went on I should say people don't care so much about like Instagram captions anymore like back in like the day it would be like what song lyric can I use yeah. which was like akin to like Facebook being like can we pretend that airplanes in the night skies are like shooting stars because I could really use a wish right now and people would be like hey what's my caption going to be Or be like, how do I caption this how do I caption this these days people are like let me throw up that sun emoji and call it a year and I'm like, I can't do that. Like, I, I have an audience expecting quality content. But then the other part is like. <laughs>
0: okay, Nick, Nick, you've lost your audience. It's been three years. <laughs> what are you talking about? But,
1: <laughs> but the other part of this is the last time I attempted to post on Instagram, and please note the use of the word attempted because Instagram came and sabotaged me and ruined our relationship. Yeah. was June, June 12, 2018. So almost almost three full years at this point. I can't join, like, a dating app at this point because people are going to go to my profile and be like, this man hasn't posted in, like, three He's years. He's a serial like, he killer. Right? Exactly. So I need to do, like, a photo dump so that people can, like, track me through the years if I'm ever going to rejoin, like, some type of dating app. Because if not, they're going to be like, how do I show my friends that this man was attractive when he was
0: 21? 100%. <laughs> I was thinking that, too. I'm like, do I do, like, a carousel of photos for my, like, mm-hmm. rebirth on Instagram?
1: It's like when Taylor Swift went dark and then she just posted that like snake thing.
0: Yeah. Oh my god. That was iconic. Where's my snake Should moment? we wipe our pages to <laughs> do a snake moment?
1: Let the let the viewers tell Yeah, us. okay.
0: Comment down below.
1: <laughs> my first Instagram was February eleventh, two thousand twelve.
0: Oh my god. Okay, I'll I'll look at mine because this podcast is already hinge. Okay, this is the thing also is like I try to maintain my RTBP one um follow me there and it's just really hard to do both mine was December 31st 2011 here's the thing oh my god I'll I'll give you a little secret though (laughs) when I joined orgs I like wiped all my profiles of really embarrassing shit (laughs) like there's still like trust me there's embarrassing shit on here but like I wiped it of like a lot of stuff
1: honestly that's like a genius move I have just given up on all of that like if somebody wants to stalk me back to 2011 and see like a picture of me singing at the wheel. Like they can do it. If they wanna go back to like my Facebook photo of me in like eighth grade, like have at it like if you're gonna judge me for that like good weigh yourself out
0: i will make my return it's like i have so many photos from holiday not holidays because we haven't taken a holiday since, since, since i last posted but like i do have like photos and i i have so many of like travel photos that i just like have not posted but then i'm like Now it's, like, too late to post them. Anyways, we don't need to go into, like, my, like, Instagram, like, worry. But, like, I just want to say it is – it's tough on these streets.
1: It is. It's tough on the top, too. Like, when people are expecting, like, quality stuff from you. Like, I wish I could be a nobody, right, where I just could, like, post whatever.
0: Same. (laughs) And everyone listening to this is like, you – trust me, honey, you are a nobody. But, like, the thing is, is that, like (laughs) – it's literally really fucking hard. It's, there's a lot of pressure, and I just know that I underperform and undersell constantly. constantly. <laughs> like, I just like know that in my heart.
1: <laughs> Sorry, it's like I'm not ready to be an influencer yet.
0: Yeah, I feel like I am, and I am not. I don't know. Maybe I'll just like foray into TikTok. Maybe that's my new way. And
1: then eventually, hit a thousand followers and go live.
0: I would love that. And then maybe that jumpstarts my career on The Circle, which is what we're going to talk about next.
1: (laughs) 30 minutes into the podcast. And the show The Circle that dropped on Netflix this week.
0: Let's circle circle back to The Circle. Is this going to be unpostable?
1: (laughs) No, no. This is a bonus episode at its core, I guess.
0: (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, this is this is like a Patreon episode. I feel like like <laughs> you, this should be behind a paywall.
1: The Circle, Tory, have you ever watched it before it premiered on Netflix?
0: <laughs> yes, Nick, like, I have watched the first season and the second season, only the American ones because because I'm bad at watching TV. <laughs> yes,
1: let's just let's just take an aside there. I know we just got talking about the Circle. Tori is the worst person at watching TV that I've ever known for somebody who genuinely enjoys watching TV. Like, I'm bad at watching TV, and I will admit that, but I don't enjoy watching TV, so that's why I'm bad at it. Tori is watching, like, TV all the time. All the time!
0: (laughs) All the time! (laughs) 24-7! Every time
1: you recommend Tori a TV show, Tori, what is your response? Hey, Tori, you should watch Ted Lasso. Tori
0: I'll put it on my list <laughs> that is Tori why am I a 90 year old grandma <laughs> that was literally how I would do like an elderly person's voice
1: I'll put it on my list <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was worse <laughs> that was worse okay <laughs> so here's the situ though is because people know that I love tv I get DMs every single day of my life being like, watch this TV show. And it's like, you know what? I can only give so much. <laughs> okay.
1: It's hard on any screens. I
0: know. I know. This is the this is the one bad thing that I'll I'll say about myself is that I watch the worst TV shows. Like, did I binge the full season of country comfort? Before I watched an award-winning show like Ted Lasso, yes. Yes, I did.
1: It has gotten to the point where Tori, myself, and our friend Jeff have (laughs) two separate chats on two different social media platforms titled Berate Tori with Ted Lasso Content. To force her to watch the show. And every single time that either a tweet gets shared about Ted Lasso that stumbles across my profile. And it's like, is this tweet relevant to you? And I'm like, yes, it's Ted Lasso, of course it is. I will send it to Tori. And then I'll get a tweet from Tori coming up. And I'll be like, is this tweet relevant to you? And it'll be about, like, <laughs> selling Sunset. And I'm like, no, Kate. it's not.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. Okay. And, like, my IRL front. Friend- My IRL friends that are listening to this are like rolling over in their fucking graves because they're like, if we need to bring up Ted Lasso one more time, like we'll actually pull the plug. Okay, I will say, though, shout out to friend of the pod champ. He's been on multiple times. He said, are we sure, though, that Tori is going to like an inspirational sports TV show? And I was like, honestly, you have a point. Will I? I fucking hate
1: sports. <laughs> that's what's holding you back, isn't it? The fear of liking quality to
0: No. The fear... <laughs> no, the thing that's holding me back is that I am not in a mental space <laughs> to, like, set myself up to cry and think about things.
1: Corey said, I would have rather listen to Hoax than do ten episodes <laughs> <Yeah. the Lasso." laughs>
0: Literally, literally. I I will watch it one day, but it, it is, has to be when I'm in like a mental headspace that I can fully get it. I'm too bitter right now.
1: <laughs> anyway, everybody watching the podcast, listening to Ted Lasso. But let's circle yes. back <laughs> to The Circle that we never really <laughs> officially started talking about.
0: Yes. Okay. So here's my pitch for why you should watch The Circle if you're not watching. Because I have a bad feeling that the listeners of the podcast haven't watched The Circle yet. It is such a good reality TV show for people that don't like Survivor because it's too serious and too strategic. And then people who don't have the commitment to watch a full Big Brother season. We don't
1: blame anybody out there who doesn't have the commitment to watch a full Big Brother season. Let me put that out there.
0: I don't remember the last time I did watch a full a full season, to be honest.
1: But Tori, you bring up a great point, because I have, like, one friend who I've known my entire life, and he hates Survivor. Like, it's just not his thing. Like, it's too strategic for him. He's like, I don't, like, I don't understand why there's, like, all this nonsense going on. But he loved The Circle, because The Circle, even though it's kind of, like, you know, just as many episodes as Survivor season would be, it just seems to be much easier to follow. A lot of things that I dislike about The Circle, and all of them stem from the fact that it's not strategic enough, but it's still really enjoyable content. So if you're somebody who is like, I can never really get into Survivor because there's so many layers going on, The Circle is the show right for you.
0: Yeah, and like... I think that it actually is. It's not as strategic. I think it is way more strategic than it actually shows. Yes. They they do show more of, like, the fun, mm-hmm. really funny, like, bits and stuff that the people have. But it is, like, a really good TV show. And The
1: Circle does a nice job with its casting of, like, its original group. And the original group means, like, the people that are there from episode one. Because people come in and out of the show at all times. So you might see somebody in episode one who you love. But then they're gone by episode four and that's okay because you get people coming in and out in and out all season long but you still grow an attachment to like a few people who will be there from day one to the finale
0: totally and like if you are a gamer yes i recognize that there are like straight up like structural problems (laughs) to the show like these people coming in at the fucking 11th hour but like it is kind of just like good times to be honest
1: okay so let's talk about the good before we get into our petty comments because i could petty comment on the circle like all day despite the fact that it is probably my second favorite reality show behind survivor
0: same which is like absolutely wild to me okay what's the good
1: okay so the, the good is the fact that it is a very digestible in the sense that the conversations they show are really quick like it's enough to say like okay these people like each other because of this reason it's very fast paced and in a show that doesn't feel fast paced because sometimes you go like two episodes with somebody getting eliminated and like that is not survivor survivors it's like every episode somebody's like get knocked down And in The Circle, you might just have an episode that's like, okay, we're introducing a new character, and they're going to play some games, and then they'll maybe, maybe do, like, a ranking. But the way that they buzz through things and the way that they cast people who can just, like, talk at the wall all day and make it really funny is so good. The the editing of the show is, the editing of the show for entertainment purposes is top-notch. Now, the ending of the show, for strategic purposes, leaves some room to be desired.
0: Lackluster, for sure. But you're right. Like, they have a strategic conversation where they're, like, basically forming an alliance. And, like, they, because it's, like, text conversation, basically, they can just edit it to something, like, so simple. And it just moves so much quicker than, like, Survivor does, for example.
1: And I think the other thing that's really good about the Circle and the way that they design things is you watch it and you're like I can do that like every single thing you watch you can imagine yourself being in that situation and how you would play it because it's not a game that like like literally anybody could play this show like you don't have to be like charming necessarily I mean like you might be bad at it but like for Survivor it's one of those shows where it's like I could not live outside for 39 days or I could not swim or I could not do this or I could not do that in a circle there's literally nothing that you can't do like They have had, like, this season right now, one of the guys on the show is catfishing as somebody who he is not. And he's, like, 55-plus-year-old, like, man. i watched a lot of the, like, different other, there's a lot of versions on Netflix. So you can watch, like, the Brazilian version. You can watch the French version. And in the French version, they cast, like, two 85-year-old grandmothers. Like, they, they really, like, make it applicable to, like, anybody could go and play. Like, they could be a hot mess. But you can imagine playing it and not being that hard.
0: Maybe that's why it's so enjoyable, is because you can just picture yourself doing it because it is literally sitting like in front of your computer and like texting people. Yeah. Remember like Ed and like Deborah or like Tammy or something?
1: Sadly, I remember them.
0: They were the worst.
1: <laughs> yes. So this is the issue that the US version or the Netflix version, I should say. Of the circle has that other versions of the series does not have they put their best people in first they will add people throughout the season who are like why the hell are you here so in the first season they add this like mom and dad mom and the son and they play as the son so they're not catfishing as somebody random they're catfishing as one of the guys who's there and the mom is there and literally adds nothing of benefit like if anything she hurts his game I think she was really just there because he didn't know how to cook. And that sounds like, terrible, but, like, if you watch those episodes back, like, she is cooking, he's playing the game and riding his little like, race car around. <laughs> they also cast that guy Bill, who was like, okay, first of all, your name is Bill, so, like, can we be more interesting? Please try it once. please. <laughs> and I don't think he brought anything to the table in the four episodes that he was there, other than be, like, somewhat attractive. And even at that, like, At the point we were in the show when they added this man, like, I was more attracted to pretty much every other (laughs) human being there, with the exception of the guy who was playing a more attractive guy.
0: I I literally, I swear to God, I watched the season. I have no idea (laughs) who and what you're talking about. Like, oh my God.
1: And they keep adding, like, forgettable people.
0: I know. I'm like, hello. I'm right here. Cast me. I would be so fun. In the first
1: season, they cast some girl who's like, I'm going to catfish as, like, somebody more attractive than me. And then literally, like, the next episode, she's like, I'm revealing my true self.
0: (laughs) I know. I know. Okay, that girl, I forget her name, which is bad. Sean. Okay, I follow Sean on Instagram tiktok and she's actually iconic and i'm always like why did you flop so fucking hard on the tv show
1: She really did flop hard and i'm not gonna rag on her because like four other people flopped harder than she did but it was like
0: yeah last
1: season literally the people who the spoiler alert but you don't care at this point if you're still listening like you're here <laughs> for the ride the
0: <laughs> buckle people, in
1: the five people who made the final five were there literally night one? Because every other person they added to the show was terrible. It was like, oh,
0: I like know, add this
1: person, and hopefully they get eliminated soon.
0: Okay, so this season, Lance Bass, aka Lisa, gets added in in like episode so three, three, and I, I think it's gonna be the same shit. Like she's gonna be speaking of like people that are just bad TV. She, she should be voted out like immediately.
1: The decision to go in as a Famous person is something that is so over my head. Like what type of like a meta gaming were you playing here? And most people are like, can't <laughs> let anybody know I'm a celebrity because then they won't vote for me to win because they'll think I'm already rich. And you were like, I'm not a celebrity, but I'm gonna go in as like the third best member of NSYNC <laughs> Or was he? <laughs> Who's back the?
0: the <laughs> he was NSYNC Who was the first and second?
1: Was Justin Bess in NSYNC So he's number yes. Five. Um, and J.C. Chazé, <laughs> it
0: was not, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Joey it was had, like, not Joey.
1: Reoccurring Bittana. character arc and Hannah Montana did last bath. <laughs> point made.
0: I, <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> Honestly, fucking fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. I think that she didn't have a, a choice. The one thing that this, oh, okay, by by the way, everyone, we're talking about the current season. <laughs> okay, like, the timestamps for this episode are gonna be so gnarly. Okay, <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> Ten minutes ago. I don't think she had a choice. The one thing that makes it more believable is Chloe from Too Hot to Handle yes. is also on this TV show. So I feel like it's like, oh, Chloe's here and Lance is here. Like, maybe they're real or maybe they're both fake. She's not great TV. Now,
1: here's why I will buy Chloe from Too Hot to Handle. Only because Too Hot to Handle is a Netflix show. So them trying to, like, cross-pollinate another show would attempt the simple-minded viewer to go watch Too Hot <laughs> to Handle.
0: Right? Did you watch Too Hot to Handle? I did
1: not. I also did not watch Love in a Bubble. Blind Love.
0: Love is blind. Love is blind. Why? Why? It was why? The same bring up
1: because it, it come out around right. this time last year. Like them trying to like bring people from one show. It's like when like the challenge gets people from like CBS shows, and it's like, oh my god, right. so cool. Right. However. Like, me seeing Lance Bass, I'm like, this man has better things to be doing with his life. Like, you immediately know, immediately know that that is a catfish. Now, we can talk yeah. all day long about whether, like, me knowing you're a catfish or not should matter. Because really, it shouldn't. Like, if, in this show, you can play whoever you want. Your goal is to become popular. But if you're playing this on a strategic level, whoever you connect with is who you should want to keep around, whether they're real or fake right like the, the game is called catch the catfish you aren't on mtv trying to figure out who's <laughs> lying to you about loving you.
0: you're not fucking neve shulman
1: neve shulman i did not want to pronounce his name wrong exactly yes what does it matter and a lot of the times if you watch season one or if you watch a lot of these other versions of the show you get people who are like i gotta go for that person because they're a catfish or we need to eliminate the catfish or hashtag catfish killer which we're gonna need side tangent here tori what is your thoughts on the hashtags that people throw? Do you use hashtags this much when you talk to your friends?
0: Like kind of unironically, <laughs> like, but I'm not like hashtag. I'm a fun guy too. Or whatever. Like, That was so embarrassing. Yeah. I think like the one thing you have to like suspend from reality when you're watching this TV show is that they just use hashtags wrong.
1: Do you think that's, do you think that's a producer encouragement? Like use the hashtags or do you think that's them being like, I'm a living alone for three weeks in my apartment. Hashtag fyctrbtb.
0: <laughs> um, I think that it's a mix of both. Like, I think it is a good way for the producers to get their characters to like say a statement, like a catchy statement in a hashtag, like to sum up a conversation. Yeah. Like when River went to Courtney and was like, hashtag or brent or i don't know i don't know the the boys i think it was actually brent was there a brent no (laughs) No, bryant (laughs) could you have cut me off like fucking two minutes ago jesus christ
1: i mean we should have cut this off before we got the second drink
0: (laughs) when bryant went to courtney and was like hashtag loyal lads i think the producers are like throwing a hashtag to like sum up this conversation
1: And you're right. Okay, I can get with that. That makes sense. When somebody's like, hashtag, like, girl squad. Like, okay, I, in my head, say the girls are together. Or, okay, these two are good with each other. But it's when people are hashtagging, like, I'm a fun guy. (laughs) 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 Or, like, long hair don't care. Yeah. Oh, she's a firecracker. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. It's so bad. And, okay, I also just, like, don't get the point of hashtags. Because if you, like... Search on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, like literally words come up too. So that's the thing
1: that hashtags started back when like Twitter was like a baby app, and every trending topic had a hashtag. But now Twitter works in a different way where like it's just like a lot of people are talking about like this thing. And you can just click it and go there. And sometimes you have tweet like the most frustrating thing ever is when something is trending and you're like, why is this thing trending? And then you go there, yeah, why it's trending, and you can't figure it out because people are just talking about something irrelevant. And that's because Twitter has like progressed past the need for hashtags, and hashtags are kind of just like a meme now.
0: Okay, my question for you is: Would you be a catfish or would you be yourself on the show? So I
1: think it would be really fun to be a catfish, yeah. Also also have like an inflated sense of the ego where i'm like i'm gonna go be myself and people are gonna love me anyway
0: but that is the truth because like nick and i are org players um if you haven't caught the nick and i saga (laughs) after for the past what however months you've been on this podcast is that's how we met was through online reality games um I had to think for a second what they were even called. But, like, I honestly think that the catfishes, like, are at such a disadvantage.
1: And here's the deal with the people who play catfish is 98% of the time, they are incredibly stupid. They are so stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah. They
1: don't know how to catfish.
0: Yeah. Like, people,
1: catfishing is people they can't even fake. It's like, yeah, I get there's nothing that infuriates me more then when people pick a terrible picture, like you have a one job, pick yeah. a picture of yourself. If that picture is zoned in and you are blurry, pick a new picture. If that is a picture where you, it looks like a stock photo, pick a new picture. I get totally so frustrated when I see people pick pictures because the first picture that you pick, literally the first picture you pick is like your icon for all season long. And sometimes you have the opportunity to add more pictures as the game goes on so you can show different sides of yourself. But the first one you pick is your avatar for the entire season. And people constantly pick it wrong. And I'm there looking at your blurry ass on the screen for 12 episodes because you don't know how to pick a picture. Or like last season, this girl picked a picture. She was catfishing. She picked this picture of like a younger woman than her. And it was like a very like touched up like, how dumb can you be? And you think yeah. all the way, like, no. And that's what makes me more mad than anything else is like, if you're in a catfish, do it well. Because if you can do it well, like, you're fine. Like, But nobody can do it well because you're stupid. And they often pick the best catfish to start the show, at least in the U.S. and the U.K., the U.S. version, I should say. I've only ever seen in the, like, six different seasons of The Circle I've watched, two good catfish. Three actually yeah. count. Seaburn from last season, but he didn't win. So, <laughs> what's the point?
0: Yeah, Seaburn was okay. For example, I think the best person that's doing catfish esque is Courtney, who is being himself other than his profession. Like I think that, that that's smart and like I did that kind of in orgs like I didn't want to tell people what I did for work so I just like said something vague and just like moved on because he is like he talks about reality TV like online or something like that so he's posing as a barista. The other person that I think is doing it I don't think he's doing a great job per se but like Jack as Emily he is pretending to be like a sorority girl and I think that that was smart in terms of like it it definitely is like a tad sexist and like very gender role-y but like if you are to play into that because you're playing into like what people generally think he wants to play a cutthroat strategic game but hide behind like a five foot one blonde like sorority girl.
1: I do think in some levels like that's accurate because I do think that like If I saw a profile of like some twenty-year-old nerdy-looking dude, I'd be like,
0: "You assume mess
1: around." And I almost, in some levels, like I think that I could play it off. I think if somebody sees like some twenty-five, less than twenty-five-year-old like guy playing who's not like ripped or clearly there to be a celebrity, I'm automatically like, "They're here to play the game." Um, The issue with Jack, there's actually two major issues that I have with jack is that he doesn't know how to play a girl well enough like he did not he he, i don't think he studied her mannerisms well enough talks about rose all day and she's not drinking a rose in her profile picture it's like very clearly like some type of like spritzer or like mixed drink it's not rose it's too bubbly for it to be wine which is like red flags there as dumb as that is and second his you know how they all have like boards so all the players have like these like boards in their room where they can like put hashtags or like write like a little message and
0: yeah light up like the letter boards yeah
1: Corey do you know what his says no it says Jack Harlow which is like a white rapper who like of all the things for you to put on your board it's like Jack Harlow like what are you trying to angle at do you want to like be friends in his like squad after you like get out of this show
0: well, probably because Jack Harlow, like, retweeted him. Oh! Yes, him. and just some Jack Harlow tea. Apparently, he's dating Addison Ray. Here's
1: the example of that. I saw Jack Harlow trending, and I was like, why is Jack Harlow trending? And I clicked on it, and all of the tweets were about Tyler Harrow, which is, like, a basketball player for the Miami Heat, I think. I don't watch basketball. And it's because Jack Harlow has a song called, like, Tyler Harrow, where he's like, he's going to teach me how to hit a jumper and the first like six tweets i had were people like ripping on this like tyler harrow guy for not being as good as people think he is just because of jack harlow's song <laughs> but then I, I scrolled down and, up and saw the addison ray thing who i think is that like tiktoker who was on jimmy fallon a few weeks ago who yes was, like, half-assing tiktok dance moves that looked really weird in real life
0: yes yes yeah and she was dating bryce hall and then they broke up he's another tiktoker
1: do they live in the tiktok house
0: Uh, He lives in the Sway house, I believe, and she doesn't live in any TikTok house. She's too good for them. They broke up and then they were kind of spotted at like an airport together and that people were like oh maybe they're back together, but then Jack Harlow posted a picture of him with Pete Davidson and like someone else from the Jake Paul fight this weekend and her hand was like on his chest so so much drama. See, th- this
1: so- this is not the drama I care for. the The relationship drama that I truly care for is Olivia.
0: Olivia Rodrigo.
1: Rodrigo. Yes, that's that's relationship drama <laughs> that like I'm really here for. And I know it's kind of like puttered out as of late, but like, give me give me that relationship drama over like some TikToker just kind of like trying to cling on to a more famous person.
0: Yeah, that's fair. And all about
1: it, like, make your brand big. Like, that's not, like, trash talk, but it's, like, there's too many of these TikTokers and people who are, like, barely famous out there. Like, I don't care about you.
0: Yeah, there is a lot of TikTok drama right now. There's, like, another um, couple that had, like, a breakup, and then this other girl is dating her best friend and stuff. I don't know. It's interesting to me, but I totally get that it wouldn't be interesting to, like, literally any other person in the world. So the circle...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, what what more is there to say about it other than, what else do you want to say about it, Tori? Let's go. If people have got this far, they're going to finish us
0: out. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I think just like the one thing, and again, spoiler alert for the first four episodes, I am just really sad that Savannah went home. I think it just sucks that two people that were like really big gamers and made like kind of one fatal error ended up going home first which i know that happens in other reality tv but it just sucks when there's like nothing you can do to gain like immunity or whatever if yeah, you know your ass is like on the, the line influencers always
1: have it rough um and influencers are like the people that make the decisions so it's something that i thought was re- like a really creative concept that the uk version of the circle used and i wish that the u.s version kind of trusted their audience a bit more to make like it enjoy the game is the UK version had this, like, really compelling character or really compelling person. And she was catfishing as, like, her husband or something like that. And she got eliminated. But, like, she was really enjoyable. So when they – whenever somebody gets eliminated, you get to go, like, meet somebody else playing the game, like, IRL. And it's uh, that's always kind of, like, the coolest part to, like, see people interact. Because so often people aren't interacting in the show other than through a screen. And you get to see, like, oh, my God, is the person real? Is it fake? But what they had this girl do – and they sent her to go meet somebody else, and she walked into a room. She walked into an apartment to find somebody, and it was an empty apartment. And then they locked her in there, and they said, "You are now going to catfish as another player in the game." <gasps> so she she basically like took another p- profile, another player's profile, completely copied her entire profile, and her job was to make sure that the other players thought that she was like the original of that that's
0: iconic we had like
1: i think like it was like four episodes essentially to like get the other players so they were both the profile she copied and her were immune for the next blocking ceremony so she had all this time to get the players to believe that she was a real profile and then the next elimination was Like the original girl, or the girl catfishing as the original girl. And one of them was gonna get eliminated, and the other one would be like the one who remained. And I thought it was like an incredibly interesting concept of somebody who's a very clearly engaging character that people are enjoying to watch, kind of still playing the game, but doing it in a way that's just like creative. The other thing I wish the show would do is like, Tori, if you were to play the show and you were to catfish as like somebody else, Mm -hmm. right? That I went and played that like if I could go and catfish as you. So I could be like Tory. And you would clearly be like, what the fuck? Like, why is like, why am I playing this game when I'm here? Who and you would be thrown for a loop because you know I was a catfish because you're you. Yeah. And you wouldn't be able to be like, that person is catfishing. Because... I'm also
0: then I'm also catfishing. Yeah. Oh, it's literally so fun. And I feel like like there's endless possibilities of what the producers can do. Yes. I think I will say like because maybe this is a is of interest to people, but I think that I would catfish, but I don't think I would do anything. I think I would be myself, and this is not self deprecating at all. Maybe it is, but I would just like pick someone's pictures that were like slightly hotter than I am. Okay, like it wouldn't be like Instagram model. Like I feel like it's really good to go in as like a middle of the road girl, but I. I also think that you get like a pretty privilege.
1: Yeah, you do, because people are like, oh, I want to flirt I want to flirt with this
0: person, or I want to be this person's friend. I just feel like I don't have, like, the pictures for it.
1: And that's what it is, too. Like, for me, like, it would be the same thing. The the struggle would be, like, I don't know if I have, like, the pictures. They just –
0: do every single person that they cast – and, like, obviously, they, like, probably clearly go on Instagram and look at people's, like, open profiles and then just, like, DM them. Because, like, you can tell that, like, there are people that – just have like a bunch of posed photos at like, you know, wineries yeah. and vacation and stuff like that. Like, that's what people are choosing.
1: For anybody who wants to apply to the circle three, this is your moment. Take the next year or the next like six months, because I think they film in October and get pictures for yourself at every which way. So you can have all these different things and be like, Nick at the beach, Nick in the forest, Nick at work
0: yes nick
1: on ready to be petty
0: (laughs) (laughs) there definitely is like a type of player that they're like after and it's just like a person that has a lot of pictures but you can choose to catfish as someone that you know has a lot of pictures and just be yourself but i think that that is the best i just feel like the catfishes don't always have enough content to talk about during the day like i again follow jack Um, who's a player posing as Emily this season. I follow him on TikTok and he's talking about like everything BTS. And he's saying like probably half the day we're talking to other people. That's like 12 hours. So you have to have the content to be able to have conversations. So like if you're catfishing... Um, as like a different gender or like a different occupation like you have to have the facts to back it you up you need
1: to be ready and that's what's so hard about it And people I think go in like unprepared
0: yes okay and I really feel like as ugly as this is because we're all about bucking gender roles and stereotypes at RTBP <laughs> but like honestly I feel like you have to like play into your like traditional gender norms because basically this season the only people that have been like suspect of being a catfish are people that like for example emily the sorority girl knew a little too much about football or some sport and then the girl was like delisa who's catfishing as as trevor was like she knows too much about sports to be a girl and like so I feel like you just have to, like, match kind of, like, what other people would think in their heads.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, sometimes they do that and they're like, there's no way this can be right. And it's like, why couldn't that person know that? I
0: know, anyway? I know. Like, like, you just kind of have to go in as, like, a classic, like, girl, I guess, or guy.
1: There would be nothing more embarrassing than going in as yourself, playing as yourself, and then people thinking you're a catfish. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. people just, like, believe these certain stereotypes and like that's what could get you into hot hot water but also like
1: it doesn't it shouldn't matter if you're a catfish or not like it really shouldn't matter like if i connect with you you connect with me whether i'm a catfish or not keep me in the damn game because we're gonna keep each other safe how about that
0: Yeah, and I I think it's just a really fun game also because, like, the games that they play that there's just, like, a lot of opportunity for drama to go down, which, like, does happen in, like, Big Brother and Survivor, like, challenges too. But, I don't know, it's just, like, really, really fun.
1: The drama in the circle that is different than the drama in Survivor and Big Brother is that in some ways it's more personal. But it's not personal because you're not mad at, like, the person directly. You're mad at, like, how they're saying things over text. Right. So it doesn't come across as, like, mean-spirited because, like, you don't know anything. You don't even know if that's the right person or not. So, like, that's kind of what stands out to me is that it's, like, people's personalities like, clashing or them just, like, ranting by themselves. Like, everything you watch is essentially, like, a confessional where it's like your real thoughts, which is what's great about it.
0: Totally. That's what's so much fun. And like, again, for people that play orgs, I feel like it's just so much fun because it like kind of feels like what you do in your like apartment. <laughs> and there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Nick, for joining me on the podcast. As I mentioned at the beginning, there is a part two. And I'm sure I'll release that sometime soon. We talk for another hour about streaming services, seasonal allergies and school spirit (laughs) and it was kind of nice to be petty about things irl not just celebs and reality tv so stay tuned for that if you want to join the rtbp community follow along on all socials at rtbp podcast and of course let me know what you want me to talk about next i hope you are safe and healthy out there As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.